When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. <laughs> I need to work on my whatever. It's a little slow. I think I'm good through the you can have, but then I think my whatever, it just goes a little different. It's, you sound like somebody invited you out in Atlanta on a Friday night and you were practicing. <laughs> You <laughs> were trying to figure out how to fit in. What, what does what does Ti do now? Is he still doing? Is he still he's got in the reality TV? Game? Yeah, he's still rapping, but he's got reality TV. He's got, what reality? You know, what's he on? Like uh, Ti and Tiny. No, him and him and his wife have a Tiny. show. Who's Tiny? He's doing stand up. He's doing a stand up comedy now. No, That's he's not doing stand up comedy. No, seriously, he's doing stand up. Ti's not now. doing stand up comedy. Ti is doing stand up comedy. That's he his can't new be thing. funny. There's no way he's funny. It's it's his thing. It's the new thing he's doing. So now, so Tiny is his wife. Yep. And yep. what what's the show about? What do Ti and Tiny do? Just their just their family. I th- I think it's still on. Yeah, they have a family. So it's just like it's like the Osbournes, but it's Ti and Tiny and Black. Yep. Family hustle, right? Whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. The King. Yeah. It's like the Osbournes, but Black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Katie and Carlin. <laughs> On ESPN Radio, what a great way to end this show, which uh, will be starting next week. We'll be Freddie and Harry. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Um, I just saw, before we get to the uh, realignment, that the Anta, how do I say his name? Anta Macupo? Anta Tacumpo. Anta Nakupo, that another brother of his is going to play for Milwaukee? That's now four brothers that are on that team. Is there a moment... No, there's three. So yeah, this yeah. is, but I thought this was the fourth, right? So Costas is the brother who played for the Lakers and won a championship in the bubble. Theonis, so where's he now? I think he's overseas somewhere. But it feels like a matter of time before. Here's <laughs> the question: the How many? I know Giannis is amazing, I and mean, he yeah. seems like an awesome dude. Yeah, yeah. But how many family members is a team required to hire for yeah. a superstar? Like, I All mean, he has he has gotten three of his brothers in the NBA. I don't know that I've seen one of them play, but they all have jobs. I mean, how many like how many family members is Milwaukee supposed to have on payroll? Anyone he wants. Here's the thing: nepotism should not happen unless it involves a superstar, right? Okay. The, the money maker. The engine of the ship, you you got to let him hire who he wants to hire. That's just the way it goes. I'm a, You know, I'm a big hip-hop fan. If you go back and listen to some old Tupac records, there are dudes featuring on some of his albums that you know were just kind of in the studio with Tupac, and they were like, fine, why don't you jump on the song? Guess he's what? Gonna, he's going to let his little homies ride he's on Tupac, you, right? He's Tupac, right? You got to say yeah. yes. Giannis is in the same boat. If he says hire my brothers and you're the Bucks, and you know that he could demand a trade and be out of there tomorrow, I, bring him on. I'm not – like disrespect. I'm just saying to get a team to take not just you, but three of your brothers <laughs> yeah. is pretty impressive. I mean, he's got his own Brady bunch there at Milwaukee. <laughs> I just, I, I, you got a lot of leverage, I guess, if you're in Milwaukee and, and yeah. you're honest. Now the ACC 
had no leverage. So they had to look at Stanford, Cal, and SMU and say, come join us. And those teams had even less leverage. But all three of them have decided to join the ACC beginning in 2024-25. That'll be 18 members of the league, 17 of which play football. Notre Dame, of course, uh, stays independent there. The AAC, that's the American Athletic Conference, has decided they will not take Oregon State and Washington State, who, if you'll remember, Meyer and I predicted like two months ago we're going to be the big losers of all this because nobody really wants them at this point. Is this it, though? Oregon State and Washington State, they're probably going to end up having to join the Mountain West at some point. That's likely their future. Are we done for a period of time, a significant period of time? I mean, I think we're done for a period of time. I don't know how long that is. I mean, the ACC is not the Pac-12 because of the grant of rights deal that really makes it hard and financially uh, costly uh, if you want to leave the ACC. It's just not an easy thing to do. The Pac-12 didn't have that, which is why all those teams could leave without worrying about any sort of big penalty. But I just think if you're North Carolina, which I think is honestly the biggest prize right now in realignment, Florida State has made noise about wanting to leave. Clemson, you know, you talked a lot about Virginia. Um, I still think those schools are in play. This didn't this didn't put them in the SEC Big Ten category. The Big Ten is going to give up up to a hundred million dollars in a couple years. The SEC is going to hit eighty ninety million. Like they're not in that stratosphere. So if you're telling me there's a chance to get ninety million or a hundred million dollars, uh, that's still on the table for all so of those. So do you schools. think the ACC? And the Big 12. I mean, they've obviously solidified their short-term future. Yes. But have they solidified their long-term future? Do you still think there's a world where this just ends up with two massive conferences, probably the SEC and the Big 10, in like 20 years? I I don't. Could it be three? Yeah, I could see that. I think the Big 12 is actually in a good spot. Like, the Big Big 12 did the work to grab the schools to make it a solid number three. It doesn't feel like an afterthought the, the way it once maybe appeared to be before they added all these schools and it lost Oklahoma and Texas. So I think the Big 12 is going to be there. The question is what happens with the ACC. And again, the ACC has that grant of rights that's going to make it difficult for those schools to leave. But I still think the Carolina, Florida State, those other teams, if you're the SEC and the Big 10 and you see value in that, you're going to go and make it happen because that's what they've done everywhere else. Um, so I think it's a four-league uh you know, landscape for now, three by the end of it all. I have to tell you, I'm sitting here looking. T.I. and Tiny was on for four, for six years? Yeah, man. Yeah, it was a big show. That's a long time, Myron, yeah. to be on. Six seasons? How did I not hear of it? Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It wasn't on CMT. (laughs) That's the issue. (laughs) First of all, I do not watch CMT. I don't sit and watch CMT to see what my next Jason Aldean show is. That's like asking me, how didn't you know Garth Brooks was on tour? I mean, well... That doesn't just really cross my path, honestly, unless right. you tell me. Uh, we asked earlier, what athletes <laughs> are you tired of hearing from? I'm getting tired of hearing from Myron. I've done enough shows with him. Let's go to Steve in West Virginia. What athlete are you tired of hearing from? And Steve, have you ever watched T.I. and Tiny? 
Uh, actually, uh, no, guys. I've never watched uh, T.I. <laughs> See, there you go. Okay. Steve in West Virginia okay. has never okay. watched T.I. and Tiny okay. either. That's, That's okay. okay. All right, so who are you tired of hearing from, Steve? <laughs> All right, got y'all. Not that he's everywhere, but it's just whenever he speaks now, it, like, drives me insane. Uh, and that would be James Harden. I don't yeah, care if Dylan Moore is a yeah. liar. You know, I just, you know, how's the fat suit working out for you now after so many years, you know? Go win a championship. Where in West Virginia are you, Steve? I'm in Beckley, West Virginia. Beckley! Yes, I know Beckley. Beckley, I think I've told you this before, Myron. I had a friend who lived in Lexington, Kentucky, and and I was in law school at Duke. They would meet in Beckley, West Virginia, he and his girlfriend, and that would be their love town. So there, okay. you know, you know uh, that exit, uh, Steve, in West Virginia with all the hotels off the interstate? Harper Road. Harper Road. My okay. friend and his girlfriend every weekend would come and stay in like the Best Western or whatever it was there. And oh, okay. they would, pr- I don't know if they had relations or not, Steve, oh, but okay. that was what they would, that was what they would do. So I just wanted you to know that, Steve. Nice. I appreciate it. And appreciate you bringing up Tyler Childers. Uh, I listen to y'all all the time. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Y'all have all a good right, one. There you go. So appreciate there you go. Uh, you can hear us 10 to 1 on Sunday. The same type of entertainment and analysis you're getting now, you can get leading into the NFL games. Katie and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. You'll never think of Beckley, West Virginia the same. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Mahomes, end zone. He's got another. I think he's going to eclipse Tom Brady as the goal. He never missed against a defense that was absolutely spectacular. Worry about legacy and winning rings more than making money at this moment. Patrick Mahomes, the greatest quarterback on planet Earth. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback on planet Earth, but will he win the AFC? That's what we want to know. So I, Myron and I, it's with the season right around the corner, decided to think about what are the biggest questions each team has in the AFC and the NFC. Now, we don't have time to talk about every team. We have to talk about T.I. and, T.I. and Tiny. So Shannon uh-huh. is going to pick the teams to have, and with no prep, we will give you the biggest questions we're both worried about. Shannon, what's our first team? With no prep, I sent you an entire list from the uh, Sports and Information Department. I mean, no prep theoretically. Oh, yeah, it's sure. all up here. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's, it's, there's a lot happening. All right, cool. Well, we, we mentioned uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and, and Travis Kelsey. So, Myron, I'll start with you. What's the biggest question or concern that you have that facing the Kansas City Chiefs this season? It's what kind of start did they get off to? Now, Chris Jones is the biggest holdout, obviously, right now in the NFL. Will he return? Will they have to trade him? I'm not sure. But when you have Mahomes, it feels like he could overcome anything. I think they have a sneaky, challenging start to their schedule, which maybe they go 5-0 and in those first five weeks. But you start with a Lions team that a lot of people think could be a Super Bowl sleeper. Now, that's that arrowhead where they rarely lose. But then you got to go and play the same Jacksonville team that gave you fits in the playoffs. Renew Justin Fields in week three. Then you go and play Aaron Rodgers in New York in week four. And then you go to Minneapolis to play the Vikings, who look like they could be NFC North champions in week five. There is a reason, and I don't know exactly what it is, that we haven't had a repeat champion in 20 years. But for whatever reason, it just doesn't happen in this NFL. Is this going to be the stumbling block for Kansas City in this first five weeks of the season? 
Yeah, it's hard for me to think of a real question. I feel like the Chiefs are, of all the teams, the team I know the most about. Maybe did they miss Eric Bieniemy at all yeah, on offense? I mean, you know, Andy Reid gets most or all of the credits. Part of the reason Eric Bieniemy left, but. Maybe there was a role he had beyond just being the guy that everybody saw and wondered when he'd get a head coaching job. So I want to see if the offense still clicks. I think it will. But if I had a question, Shannon, that would be the one. All right, Matt. So what's the biggest question or concern that you have for the Cincinnati Bengals? My only question really is the Joe Burrow injury just because they're so weird about it, right? Cincinnati is a small town, probably next to Green Bay, the smallest in the NFL, and yet – when people talk about Burrow around here, everybody's whispering, like, did I see him at a restaurant and maybe he was limping a little bit? Like, there's yeah, okay, a lot of, there's a lot of kind of, I don't know, there's just a lot of Burrow whispers. Now, I expect him to be fine, but I do wonder if maybe there's more concern than we thought. So that would be my question, Mike. Yeah, I think it has to be the Joe Burrow situation. I think you couple that with the lack of a contract. It's just odd to have a guy who's getting ready to shatter the record for NFL contracts and the deal isn't in place. If it is in place, we don't know it. So for me, if he's going to come out there, usually teams say, here's our guy, he's back, here's the money he's going to get because you want to kind of flaunt that. It's weird to me that you have the Joe Burrow injury, no mention of a contract going into this season it uh, could be nothing, but it could be something, too. All right, Myron, what's the biggest concern facing your New York Jets? Is it all too much? You know, I mean, the beauty of hard knocks is that everybody's an underdog. So if you look at that Lions team that became sort of the the, the heart of the league that everybody fell for, well, they started from nothing. So they had this tremendous finish, and everybody loved them for it. That's not the Jets. The buildup has just been nonstop ongoing, and it feels like unless they get to a Super Bowl, then they failed. And I think in that division, that's a realistic thing that could happen. I don't know if they're better than Miami. I don't think they're better than Buffalo, and the Patriots will still give you fits. So I just wonder what happens if they don't live up to, to the hype in the first six or seven weeks, Aaron Rodgers gets grumpy, and this whole thing just begins to slowly fall apart. Yeah, I'm interested in what's going to happen when all when the cameras go off and as they say it on the real world, people start getting real because yeah. Aaron Rodgers has got to be so annoying to play with and he's got to be so exhausting. And at some point during the year, somebody's going to look at him and be like, dude, stop. And if they don't win, especially these games early, the New York media starts their thing. At some point, Aaron will snap at them and then the media doesn't like that. I just... The, the, the glean is going to come off at some point, and I'm looking forward to that because that will be the most interesting question. What happens then? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. What's next, Shannon? All right, as we stick to these AFC teams, Matt, what's the biggest concern that you have for – let me look, make sure Christine Lisi's not listening – biggest concern that you have for her Buffalo Bills? I'm a little concerned because the way they ended the season last year was not fun. Skylar Thompson lost. Then you had the game against the uh, the Bengals where they kind of got destroyed on their home field. I, I, I heard somebody say this the other day. You get outside of Josh Allen and you get outside of Diggs and you go, who are the great players on this team? Now, I'm a big believer in Josh Allen, but I wonder if in a – in a conference in the AFC where the Chiefs are really good, the Bengals are good, the Jaguars are better, the Dolphins are better. You just go down the list. Are the Bills the team that takes a step back? That would be my concern. 
Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think can they keep up? It feels like everybody got much better around them in terms of the contenders. They lost some key pieces on defense. And I think now is when you go from, oh, man, look at this Buffalo Bills team that everybody loved to, to watch. You know, you say Josh Allen will eventually win one. If they don't do it this year, is the window going to close sooner than people realize? Because as long as Mahomes is there, it's always going to be hard to win a Super Bowl. So it feels like at some point the Bills have to make a run. And if they don't, they deserve the criticism that any other team would get in their position. All right, two more teams here on the list. Myron, what's your biggest concern or question facing the Chargers? Is Justin Herbert a winner? Like, at the end of the day, like, he got the money, and I understand why you pay him. He's put up some big numbers, I think, maybe surpassing Andrew Luck for the most yards in the first three seasons uh, of an NFL career, passing yards. But he's not known as a guy who can go down in the fourth quarter and win games. Go down and with two minutes left and can win games. And that has to be the turn in his career. Guess what? Mahomes ain't going anywhere, right? Uh, the AFC East isn't going anywhere. All these teams you're going to have to go through to get to the Super Bowl, they're going to be there. But if you're making $200 plus million and you're just you're setting NFL history with that, you got to win. So I'm curious to see if Justin Herbert can actually do that. My biggest concern would be, does anyone – care or know if the Chargers exist because I don't believe they have any fans I don't believe anyone has any care about them I haven't seen a Chargers fan in the wild ever and I'm not sure that they actually are a team I know during the playoffs or on the playoff run I see Justin Herbert and he throws the ball to someone but there's no more nondescript or uninteresting fan base or team in the country so I have to tell you my biggest concern is if the Chargers were disappearing into the ether, Myron, would anyone notice? I don't think they would. I don't think they, <laughs> you they always would. get he always they gets would. so worried when I make no. fun of fan bases. What's our last one, Janet? All right, the last team here, Matt. What's the biggest concern or question facing the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, my only question is: Does Trevor Lawrence take another step up? He got rid of Urban Meyer, uh, and last year made a huge step up with Doug Peterson. Urban Meyer is, of course, a Netflix legend in the in the, uh, in the uh, Swamp Kings documentary, but he wasn't much of a coach. If he takes another leap. You know, that that most quarterbacks hit the leap he did last year, the year before. But if he yeah. takes that next leap, does he get into that Josh uh, Allen, Joe Burrow uh, level of quarterback? I think he can. I want to see if that happens this year. I think the question is, was last year a fluke? People are, are forgetting that they started 3-7, and seven, and they were a joke in the league, and they finished 6-1 and one and got hot at the right time. Maybe that was learning a new coach, new system, and everything clicked. But if they stumble again early, I think people are going to have questions about how real the Jags are. There you go. That is your, Those are your AFC questions. Really good job. Uh, I just got this message. I want to hear what you say. Uh, Matt, I've never seen Tiny and T.I. either. But I would ask Myron if he ever saw the old reality show with Alan Jackson and his wife. Uh, I don't think I get that channel. <laughs> I think they blocked that for me without even me doing it. They just they just don't let it come to my house. <laughs> they, they put the block and say, I don't remember it. I don't. I think that person's lying. I don't think there was an Alan Jackson. I think that was a trick question to see if it could fool Myron. You could have said anything. I would have been like, I haven't seen it. That's probably right. Now, we will do the same concerns. What are the concerns in the NFC? Also, Myron will tell you his favorite Chris Christopherson song, but first he has this. <laughs> oh, man. 
If the weather is cooling off, but luckily your business is staying hot and you need to hire, then you need Indeed. Their all-in-one hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates. With tools like Instant Match, the moment you sponsor a post, you'll instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your description. And you can even schedule and conduct interviews all from the Indeed website. Visit Indeed.com slash credit to get $75 toward your first sponsored job. That was really good. Thanks, man. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Touchdown Philadelphia. Second of the night for Hurts. I don't know what his ceiling is because he just keeps getting better. He is the most improved passing quarterback I've, I've ever, ever seen, seen in my life. He's a dual threat. There's no doubt about it. 69 yards on a strike from Jalen Hurts. When he's nice, championships are better. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Myron Metcalf. He's Matt Jones. You can tweet us at KY Sports Radio and at Metcalf by ESPN. Canty and Carlin is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. I like it when you when you bring us in. Yeah. Francis Tiafo just moved on to the quarters there at uh, the U.S. Open, beating uh, Manorino in four sets. The last point was, I counted, 28 shots, and he wow. won. Uh, I don't know if you're watching, that shirt Francis is wearing. Marion, you think you could pull it off? The uh, tank top with, like, 80s sort of neon going? Could you, could you do that? I, I I could pull it off, but then someone would say like, "Put on a hoodie, or something, <laughs> put right? something like else back on." Yeah, yeah, he has a he has a necklace. His nickname I don't know if you know this. Now he's an American tennis player, Francis Tiafo. His nickname is Big Foe. You like that nickname? <laughs> it's it's simple. I'm with the simplicity <laughs> of it. You know what I mean? He Big may think about he might think about switching it up. I was shocked that there has been an American who's won this. In like twenty years or something crazy. That, that's I, I think it's been longer than that. I mean, Roddick. Roddick, I think, won it once, yeah, and that was 27 years ago or something. So wow, it's been it's wow. been a long time. All right, we did the biggest concerns facing the AFC teams. Now there's another conference. It's called the NFC, 
And Shannon's going to give us the NFC teams, and we're going to tell you what we have the biggest questions about. Shannon, what's up first? I'm waiting go! For I'm waiting for Eric to play the music. Eric, hit the music! There we go. Now we can mm, do it. Mm, mm, mm. All right. <laughs> biggest concerns and questions facing these NFC teams. Myron, I will start with you. The Philadelphia Eagles. What you got? Well, it's always hard for teams that, you know, lose in the Super Bowl. But, you know, this is a team that lost their offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. So I think the the continuity, the chemistry, that will always be a, a concern. Uh, I don't have any concerns about Jalen Hurts at that offense, what they're able to do. But especially defensively, I think, with a new coordinator and offensively, uh, Jalen Hurts' is quarterback coach is now the offensive coordinator. How does that all work out for them? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just the curse of the Super Bowl loser, right? Like, the yeah. Super Bowl loser has really struggled over the years. And in history, there's got to be something to it. Only one Super Bowl loser has gone to a Super Bowl in 20-plus years. So you got to say, and that one had Tom Brady. So my question is, can they defeat history and end up back there? And I guess we'll have to wait and see. What's next? All right, Matt, the next team on the list, the biggest concern for the Dallas Cowboys. What questions do you have about them? Yeah, I mean, my biggest concern is when did the playoffs start? Because the regular season doesn't matter with them. They're the only team, along with the Chiefs, that have won at least 12 games in the last two regular seasons. And you know what What it mattered? None. Because they always lose in the playoffs. So there's not going to be one thing that happens in the regular season that's going to mean anything to me. Tell me when they start in the playoffs, then I'll watch, and then I'll care. So I would say, can they quit the playoff curse of the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, well, what if uh, Dak Prescott just can't see the field again? I mean, to lead the league in interceptions and only play 12 games is a serious thing. <laughs> and if those same issues continue and you have the Trey Lance shadow, what does that mean for a guy who has to find the rhythm again? So all eyes will be on Dak, but he's got to fix the interception issue. All right, Mario, the next team on the list, the San Francisco 49ers. What's the biggest concern that you have for the Niners? Their quarterback is still the last pick in the 2022 NFL draft, and there's a chance that we saw the greatest Brock Purdy that we will ever see. Like, whatever happened last year is either Kyle Shanahan being a quarterback guru who helped turn him into an elite quarterback, or it's a guy who peaked right away at the start of his career. I think things could get more difficult for Brock Purdy. How does he respond to that with the Super Bowl hopes resting on his shoulders? I think my biggest concern is, is Sam Darnold going to have to be back in my life? Isn't he yeah. the backup? Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like I feel like I've had enough. I feel like he and Josh Rosen were going to go into the archive of guys that I didn't have to think about anymore, and now he's back. And if you look at history, the 49ers quarterback has gotten hurt the last seven seasons, yeah. which means we're going to see him probably for at least a few games, and I guess I'm going to have to see, can Sam Darnold play? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Shannon, I guess we'll go back to you. What's next? The next team on the list, Matt, my New York Giants. What's the yes. biggest concern that you have for the it's Giants? Strictly personal. Former Kentucky wide receiver Wandale Robinson. He was hurt last year after a great rookie season. I think he's an X Factor. Giants fans, I know you're listening. Remember Wandell. He's going to have a big year. He's going to break it off. And when people say they don't have weapons, wait till a healthy Wandell's back on the field. If Wandell can stay healthy, that is my biggest concern. Byron. Uh, can Daniel Jones be a top 15 quarterback? Can he be a guy that says, hey, I was worth the money? Uh, and he could actually elevate the Giants. It, it seems like he was sort of secondary to Saquon and everything, everything else they were able to do last year. 
But can he be a leader is the biggest question. All right, the next team on the list, they're getting a lot of love, especially on the offensive side of the ball with their quarterback. But, Myron, the biggest concern and question you have for the Chicago Bears. I mean, I think just how it all fits together. They've improved their offensive line. Uh, defensively, getting guys like Tremaine Edmonds, uh, they look like they'll take that next step. Um, but it comes down to Justin Fields and his progression. Is he really the quarterback of the future? Um, and are they really going to prove that the investment – was worth it. So it's just, I think Justin Fields has the pieces now. What does he do with it? It's how they're going to break my heart. I'm a Bears fan, <laughs> and I watched, I think, 71 games last season where they lost <laughs> on the final possession. They found a way to lose at the end of virtually every game. I would get my hopes up, they would lose. If you believe, like I do, that close games are often, if you're not Nebraska, they're often 50-50 propositions. They're owed some close wins this year. So my question is, will it be able to even out? Will it regress to the mean and they actually get some victories and make the playoffs? What's next? All right, Matt, the last NFC team that we're looking at right now with questions and concerns the Arizona Cardinals, Matt. Are they actually a real team? Because everyone I hear that plays for them does not sound like a real person to me. I don't think Clayton Toon, I think you could play as Clayton Toon on Guitar Hero, but apparently he's also the starting quarterback. I don't, their coach may be the worst person I've ever seen at giving speeches, and it looks like they're trying to lose every game. So my concern is, when I watch an Arizona Cardinal game, will someone get hurt, and will they have a chance to break 10 points all season, Byron? Yeah, I think the question is, is this the kind of head coach who can handle a sinking ship? Can we play the sound of Jonathan Gannon on the Cardinals flight plan show on Amazon for the people who haven't heard it yet? (laughs) Welcome back. Who drove over here? Wait, let me see your hands. Who took the bus? Did you have fire in your gut? Did you? We're here for a reason. Don't get that twisted. Okay, we're here for a reason to win games. So if you didn't have that fire in your gut, you better light the fire pretty fast. Be who you are. Just understand, I'm looking for killers. I feel like fire in your gut is a nutrition thing that can be handled uh, by a doctor. I, I don't really know what he's you know talking what that about. That speech man. sounded like it reminded yeah. me. It was like when George W. Bush that one time was like, "Fool me once, <laughs> shame, shame on, you. on you. Don't fool me again." <laughs> and you were like, "That's not what the saying is." I yeah. kind of feel like that's what I was listening to right there, Myron. Yeah, he, you could tell he thought it was going to make an impact <laughs> that it didn't. Yes. When he said, "Who drove here?" And they were like, what are you talking about? You can watch Cardinals flight plan, by the way, on Mubi, uh, the free (laughs) app that you can get when you buy a toaster at your local Walmart. It's Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Who will be the National League MVP? We will deal that and more on flight plan here on Canty and Carlin. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. 
This weekend, the Braves and the Dodgers are battling it out in L.A. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Matt Jones, Byron Metcalf. They are the two best teams in the National League, and they might have the two best players. Ronald Acuna, who looked like he was a shoe-in to be the MVP all year, but now Mookie Betts has had an amazing last month, and it's close. I'm going to read you some stats. This is what's before me. Mookie Betts now leads in Boar 7.6 to 6.5. Now, I assume those numbers are good. I don't know what Boar is. What is Boar? Boar is a baseball <clears throat> baseball reference. I know, but what, what does it stand for? Like, I mean, what is what? I think war is wins against replacement. I don't Above. really know what that means. But what's B? It's a it's a measurement of fielding runs, defensive <laughs> output a player provides is what it is. <laughs> That's not you. You're reading that and you don't even know what that nah, means. I mean, I kind of had an idea. Wait a minute, but, somebody chimed in. What is war? War is wins above replacement. Not again. Well, what's the B? No, no, no. That's war is not right. But what's well, B? The, what's the, war, the B? The, Warp is wins above replacement player. It's the B. It's actually pronounced B war. B war. But okay, so even, what's the B? I'm not even entirely sure what the B is. So you know I'm pronouncing it wrong, but you don't even know what the B is. <laughs> wins above replacement is war. Right? They keep so adding things the, to war. I, I so. get that war is wins above replacement. What is the B? The major difference between. FWAR and BWAR okay. comes from the measurement of fielding runs, which is the defense. Okay, so what is the B? Is it batting? Yeah, batting versus fielding. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, is. either way, we're experts here. Mookie yeah. Betts' war is 7.6 and Ronald Acuna <laughs> is 6.5. OPS, I do know that. That's uh, on base plus slugging. Uh, Mookie Betts leads in that. And Freddie Freeman and Matt Olson, who uh, are, are also in the mix, Acuna had led the NL with 178 hits and a 416 on base percentage, and he's the first 30 60 man in MLB history. It's amazing. So, who would you give it to, Acuna or Mr. Boar himself, Mookie Betts? Well, I mean, it's fascinating. You look at what Freddie Freeman is doing, he's been great. Uh, Matt Olson, obviously, in Atlanta, has been playing incredibly well. Ronald Acuna, I mean, history is history, right? Like, for a guy to hit 30, 30 home runs, amazing. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's never been done before. You know, I was thinking like, wait, Ricky Henderson? Someone like that never did it? So that says a lot. Um, you know, I, I would give it to Mookie. I think Mookie maybe has the, the edge, but I'd love to see a co-MVP because it, it doesn't feel like to me there's a world where Ronald Acuna Jr. is second in, in an MVP hey, yeah, race. Doesn't you know it have I mean? to be Acuna? I mean, they have the best record in baseball. Right? He's the first 30-60 guy. The yeah. team has been amazing most of the year. And, you know, B-War, I mean, I guess his B-War isn't good, but there are like four people that know what that means. So I, I, I figured it out. Okay, you tell me. Basically, uh, these websites, fan graphs, and baseball reference each have their own calculation for war, and that's just baseball references calculations <laughs> oh. for war. So it's not batting, it's baseball reference. Yep, it's baseball references. So what is Fangraph's war? That's F F war. That's F war. Yep. <laughs> okay, so so what who's winning in F war? That's a great question. Let's find out. <laughs> Let, let's look it up. <laughs> who would you give it to, Matt? Would you give it to- I'm going to give it to Acuña. I think if you just to me history is 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 the is the tying run, right? Yeah. So you tell me I get 36. Here's what I know. I'm a Reds fan. 
I judge this by when they come up to hit, who am I most scared of? And when Acuna comes up to hit, I hide under the bed because I say we're about to give up a big hit. So I would take Acuna. But I think Mookie Betts' run in the last month has been, Myron, absolutely amazing. I was at the Red Sox game, I guess, on Sunday, and he hit two, he hit two home runs in front of his Man. former team's crowd. I think that's very cool. Well, they cheered for him, right? He, he is. They did cheer for he him. He is yeah. magnetic. Let me ask you a question. When it comes to voting, do you think personality matters at all? Like, do you think Mookie Betts is such an electric personality and such a likable guy? If if the race is one two, do you think that matters? It shouldn't, at all? but it probably does. I mean, if it did, Ellie De La Cruz would be the MVP because he's yeah. the fastest man ever, and everybody <laughs> yeah. loves him. But I, I, it shouldn't. I think you should go by the stats. I mean, I will admit. I don't really understand the stats anymore. I yeah. still don't know. I, every time I go to a Reds, Reds game, I see WOBA. I have no idea what that is or what's a good WOBA. Oh, okay. And so, for me, I just am like, I'm more scared of Acuna. Put the WOBA to the side. We will do some college football. Respect it or check it. That's next. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Auntie and Carlin, the podcast.